Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm excited again to have our friend Ann Carrico to be with us. And we are going to talk about the most stressful thing, I think, for a lot of juniors and seniors and their moms in, in homeschooling high school. So we're going to talk about the college search. So mm. you've been through this before. And uh, so <laughs> if we, if we're just going to jump right in there. So, Anne, if you had a mom, her, her kid is starting junior year and you can feel the blood pressure is rising on everybody's, you know, they're, they're just, mm-hmm. both of them are just looking at each other going, Oh, this is scary. So what kind of counsel and advice would you give this, this young family here? Let me say, first of all, thanks so much for having me on here again. This yeah. is so much fun. Oh, it is. Um, but for college, okay. So yeah, we've got the junior and we're seeing that it's time to start looking at colleges and we're all freaking out about it. So here's the thing that I think will take the most weight off from the get-go. And it is this. I feel like as homeschoolers, we all have this idea that we're supposed to, everybody's supposed to get into a top tier college and we're supposed Mm -hmm. to aim for the highest college out there that's possible because in some way if we don't do that then we haven't validated the fact that we were homeschooling high school (laughs) we need to prove to everybody around us by the fact that our kid got into this amazing school that that homeschooling high school actually worked and Mm -hmm. i want to tell you that is so not necessary and we shouldn't carry that burden around with us don't let those voices in your head determine these things for your kid or for yourself Here's the way I like to look at the college search. I like to look at it as I am not trying to make my kid fit the college. Mm -hmm. I am trying to find the college that fits my kid. That is worth repeating. (laughs) (laughs) My kid has wrinkles. (laughs) <laughs> Mike, yes. not, not facial wrinkles like you and I have, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, they have wrinkles in their personality. They're, they're yeah. a human being. They're real yes. people. We talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. They, they're not perfect. They don't, mine never got all A's. Mm-hmm. Um, we never had a 4.0 transcript, you know, um, we got average to pretty good test scores, but nothing like way, you know, up there. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't even try for any school's that were of those top tier, there was no point. Why would I set my kid up for something that was only going to provide stress for them where they're constantly feeling like they are behind? No, I want to find the school that my kid looks good to. There are so many different levels of college out there. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to aim for the top most ones. There are private schools out there. There are community colleges. There are junior colleges all levels. And when you go on their websites, you can see that by looking at the, you know, like the average test scores of the incoming freshmen. And Mm -hmm. um, basically the college that your kid or the, the college that thinks your kid looks good, even with all of their foibles is the college that is going to give your kid the most money anyway. Uh When we aim for these top tier schools, and then we also need scholarship money from them, but our kid is not a top tier kid, we're just setting ourselves up for failure. But Mm -hmm. if we're applying to those colleges that are a good fit for our kid as they are, Mm -hmm. our kid looks good to that college as my kid is, 
that's where they're going to be successful. That's where they're going to be contented. That's where they're going to receive the most possible scholarship money from anyway. <laughs> so that is my entire college search philosophy right there is <laughs> well, have in, reasonable expectations. Yeah. Yes. One of the things that, that has often surprised moms when they're just starting this search with their teens is that colleges will usually have a page on their website that has a description of their recent incoming freshman classes mm-hmm. and what their courses that they took in high school and what their SAT or ACT scores were. And mm-hmm. you want a, a school that your kids' transcript and test scores look very similar. Yes. And that's, or even a little above, and that's where some of the scholarship money may come. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and junior year is the perfect time to Mm -hmm. do the college search. You've got all year, you're not going to actually be applying to school. Although to be honest with you, it started earlier this year. (laughs) My daughter started applying in June, which is way (laughs) earlier than I had ever done it before with my Uh other four kids. Uh Before that, the earliest anybody had applied was in September, but it was more like usually later fall of senior year or early, like January, February senior year. Uh And that is still totally fine. There was just this, Uh my, my, my youngest you know, the school that she really wanted to get into was a June application opening. And so she just Uh, put it in there as soon as she could. mm -hmm. Um, But you have plenty of time. So use junior year to do the college search to, Mm -hmm. to just take a look at everything out there and maybe get them narrowed down to a handful, you know, of the ones that you actually want to apply to by maybe the end of spring semester of junior year Mm is plenty of time to have that done. And I don't even personally, this, you know, there's uh, all sorts of ways to think about this, but I personally don't do a college tour before applying to the college, especially these days. A lot of them are not allowing tours because of COVID anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Even before COVID, I never felt it was necessary because you go traipsing to all of these colleges, that's time, Mm -hmm. that's money, that's travel, Mm -hmm. that's gas, that's possibly hotels, Mm -hmm. um, it's food and you can see so much online with virtual tours and pictures and Google satellite and all of these things. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't personally, in my experience, it was never a thing where we walked onto a campus and said, Oh, well, I'm not going to apply to this one now that I've seen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's not how that works. Um, In my personal opinion, every college campus is a wonderful place to be. They're just, they just all have this energy and you just, every single one of them, you're like, yeah, I I wouldn't mind going here. Mm -hmm. One of my daughters never even set foot on campus. Um, until after she had committed to the college. So actually two of them now, because the youngest is the same way. Um, so I, you don't even have to go on a tour until after me, the best time to go on a tour is after acceptances have come back. And then you're going to use those tours to narrow down the final selection. Yeah, That's the way I look at it. If it takes stress off of you to look at it that way, then great. If you're one of those ones who's like, nope, forget it. We're going on tours beforehand. And that's just the way it's going to be. That's totally fine. I'm not telling anybody right. not to do that. I'm just saying it's not necessary to put that stress on yourself if if that's the way it feels like to you. Yeah. And that's the point is is this is not supposed to be a stress you out and give you an anxiety disorder process. So there's not one right way to do it. So you're, you're true. Yeah. Your youngest who kind of knew where she wanted to apply. So how did she peg that college? Like what attracted her to that school? So for us, we've always narrowed down colleges based on what the student wants to study. Mm -hmm. And so we found the colleges that had 
the programs that were what my kid wanted to study. Mm -hmm. And so if you're, you've got a kid who doesn't have any clue what they want to do yet, that might actually be a sign that it might be a a good idea to wait for a bit before actually trying to go to college. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money to spend on an undetermined major. And then they may decide, oh, I do want to study a major, but it's not here where where I've already been going for three (laughs) semesters. They don't have it here. So I've never seen the point of trying to go to college until you actually have a major in mind because mm-hmm. it helps with the college search process so much. Yes. It helps you narrow down which colleges offer that and which don't. Um, so, and as it turns out, she's not going to that one that was uh-huh. her number one pick because uh-huh. my daughter also is a softball player and we had to bring that into consideration uh-huh. and they didn't have any openings on the softball team at this one that she wanted to go to, but um, they did add another one. And so she is committed to play softball for somebody next year. And we're super duper excited about that. And here's another thing. It kind of ties into that. You know, there are so many colleges out there. Your kid can be happy just about anywhere. It's not like choosing the quote unquote wrong college is also Mm going to ruin their future. It's not like that. It's all about attitude and going there and and choosing to make the best of where you're at and learning as much as you can while you're there. And so we don't have to feel like, oh, it's... I was going to say it's like choosing a spouse, but that just gets into too big of a conversation, (laughs) but it's really true that, you know, there's, I, I don't feel like there's only one soulmate in the world. You know, I could have married any number of guys. I ended up with the one I have and I'm glad. Right. But there are other fish out there and, you know, and the same thing, that's such a silly analogy, but anyway, (laughs) the same thing is true of colleges. There are so many colleges out there and your kid can go to any number of them and be perfectly happy and successful and fulfilled and start their, their adult life. And it'll be great. That is, that is perfect. And so that to know there's not one right way, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that high school is done or the college search, but there are some things that can help. And one mm-hmm. is, you know, you can wait on your college tours. You can do a lot by the internet these days, especially mm-hmm. during COVID. But to do mm-hmm. that research ahead of time and find a school that at the start has the major, yes. but meets the academic fit also. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's, you don't want to send a kid who's, you know, the SAT score averages 1400 and your kids is 1200. And uh, right. they, they'll be miserable. And so mm-hmm. find something that's similar. Yeah. So another thing I kind of like to say is it's, it's really not that hard to get into college. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not yeah. as long as you've met the college requirements. And we talked about that in the last episode. So people mm-hmm. could listen to that if they wanted to, um, as long as you've met that college's requirements. And as you're talking about, your kid is right in there with mm-hmm. the type of kids that they're accepting every day. It's really not that hard to get into college. And so it doesn't need to be this scary, fearsome thing. Yeah, I know in all the years that uh, I think for 18 years, I was a local upperclassman advisor for our homeschool high schoolers. And Mm. so we worked together on that college process. And I never saw a kid who wanted to go to college, not go to college. Like it, yes. it happens. And so it, it, it can be done and it, it is usually done. So yeah, be encouraged. Yeah. All right. And remind everybody where to find you. So my website is annieandeverything.com. 
And I've also got the Facebook group called It's Not That Hard to Homeschool High School. There is also a secondary sister group called It's Not That Home to, Hard to Homeschool K to 8. So mm-hmm. either of those and both or both if you have kids in all of those age ranges. And then I've also got a podcast called It's Not That Hard to Homeschool High School. And you can see what my message is. It doesn't have to be that hard. We don't have to follow a list of shoulds. We can tailor it to our own needs to what our kid needs, to what we need, to what our family needs, and we can enjoy the process. I just feel so encouraged every time I listen to you. And it's so good to (laughs) to spend a little time together. Thank you for persevering. You know, us in technology, it's it's a little little Uh, goofy to get started. And we made it. We persevered. We we were able to do this. All right. Well, thanks. And we will be together again, I am sure, because I'd love to talk to you. Same so here, this, this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. And we will see you all next week.